1: Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey
3: not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple.
1: Here's Josh Vernier.
4: Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, 5-1 the final score. Royals lose again, dropping the series to Chicago, falling in Game 2. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. That's also the text line. Uh, the Jay Southland Tow Service text line. Uh, you know, Excuse me to start this show. I'm in a bad place right now. I just went skimming through the 2018 season and the 2019 season. Just took a gander at the 2022 season and here we are in 2023 and man, it's becoming more and more difficult to distinguish this year's ball club from that 2018 and 2019 team. Now you and I know the difference, of course. 2018, 2019, you didn't have very many 25, 24, 23, 22 year olds on that team. You got a lot of them here. Well, I'll get to my findings coming up. I'm not trying to depress you right out of the gate. Uh, Phone lines again, 913-586-7610. This game's not about Jordan Lyles. Now, there are plenty of depressing stats to pass along pertaining to Jordan Lyles. Again, I'll spare you. But this isn't about the big free agent signing falling to 0-8 on the season. Let's be honest, a big free agent signing, that totals $17 million. It's not, unless you're John Sherman listening right now and you want to call in, or if you're a member of the Royals' ownership board, okay, you can complain. But unless you're paying Jordan Lyles, who cares? Today wasn't about him. As the Royals fall in games started by Jordan Lyles. No, today was about what every game that doesn't involve Brady Singer is about. The young bats. The unproven position players on this Royals ball club. Not a great day. Not a real good day for Royals fans. Because the only reason, I, I gotta imagine... The only reason you're remaining dialed into this team right now is well, Brady Singer on the mound and if that's not taking place because you're hopefully going to continue to see flashes from Bobby Witt Jr., Vinny Pasquantino, MJ Melendez, Michael Garcia, Nick Prado, Michael Massey. They were all in the lineup today. So it's worth a gander, right? I know some of you it's Josh Klingler, I was talking with him this week on Fesco in the Morning, and I told him, listen, I understand you're too frustrated to to go pitch by pitch with this team, game by game. So my advice to those Royals fans is tune in when Singer's on the Hill. It's kind of a fun team when Singer's pitching. Outside of those days, join us if you will. If you don't want to, I understand. Jordan Lyles today. You're going to have Carlos Hernandez in a bullpen game tomorrow. You know, Brady Singer, hopefully, in the series. Well, Brady Singer in the series, you would think, Tuesday against Detroit. And you know, who knows on Monday? Is it Max Castillo and the rest of the relievers? Is it Daniel Lynch? Who knows? Probably not Daniel Lynch, listening to what Matt Cotrero had to say. But, yeah, not, not a great day for the young bats. Even the guy that had a good day with the bat. Had a bad day. Right. Nick Prado, a multi-hit day. He's on base three times, and yet he somehow makes the third out at third base. I say somehow because I don't know if I've seen an inning-ending 5-3-5 double play. If you missed it, Royals trail 2-1, top of the second inning. Yeah. The first, Salvi hits a home run in the top half of the first, uh, but then Jordan Lyles gives it right back. And he, he didn't pitch poorly in that first inning. Some very solid swings, a great approach from Luis Robert and Joan Moncada. So again, today's not about Jordan Lyles, but Royals trail 2-1 top of the second inning. Nick Prado with an opposite field double. He's on second base with one out. Freddie Fermin then grounds it to the left side, grounds it to Moncada at third. And as he's gathering and making the throw to first, Prado decides it's a good idea to try to advance. So as Moncada makes the throw to Andrew Vaughn at first, Prado breaks for third. And Vaughn throws a strike back to third base. Moncada lays the tag on Prado and the inning is over. Yeah, strange decision there from the 24-year-old Prado, who again reached base three times, a double, a single, both to the opposite field, and he drew a walk with two outs in the fourth inning to load the bases. Royals did not capitalize on that bases-loaded opportunity in the fourth as Freddie Fermin went down swinging through a changeup. Freddie are, are, are we? is he a guy that we're evaluating? I'm not. I got a lot of love for the person and the ball player that Freddie Fermin is, but I don't see him as a championship catcher. Maybe a backup on a championship team, but not your everyday catcher. No, today was about Vinny and Prado, about MJ and Michael, about Michael Massey and Bobby Witt Jr., and they all had subpar days. No way around it. No way to sugarcoat it. Vinny Pasquantino staring at a 95-mile-per-hour fastball right down the heart of the plate in the first inning. Can't have it. Nick Prado with the base running mistake in the second. Mike Garcia staring at 92 with two on and only one out in the fourth inning. MJ and Mike Garcia unable to come through with a runner-in scoring position in the sixth. Michael Massey and Bobby Witt Jr. unable to come through with runners-in scoring position in the seventh. You just can't overcome that. Unless you have Brady Singer on the hill, this team's just not good enough to overcome the young bats not playing hero. I know Salvi did his part. Salvi, three for four today, hits a solo bomb in the first inning, continues his domination of Lucas Giolito, but we've been watching Salvi play Superman for years now, and it's led us to the basement consistently. So with all due respect to the future Royals Hall of Famer, possible National Baseball Hall of Famer, with all due respect to Salvador Perez, I'm not evaluating you. Uh, You're a superstar. You're one of the three best catchers of this generation. But you've taught us in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 that you alone can't carry the team. So, I'm not looking towards you to carry the team. I need everyone around you. I need the young bats that hopefully can carry the team this year and moving forward. So far, not so much as the Royals match a low watermark for the season, 19 games below 500. The record is now 14-33. and 33. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Royals drop Game 2 in Chicago, 5-1 the final score. We get to your thoughts after this.
1: Firms Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. This is the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City
3: Chiefs. Right now, we're talking to Brett Beach, general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. To go in the first
0: round and to be a local kid, um, to play at a local school, and then have the draft, I mean, in your in your hometown city, I mean, I'm sure that will be documented one day, and there will be a book or a story on that. And, you know, hopefully um, a bunch of those chapters uh, in
3: that book uh, details the, the awesome career he has here.
0: 610 Sports
2: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Radio. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio.
4: Perez drives it deep left field. Ben and Tandy back. Looks up. It's gone solo home run Salvador Perez a line drive shot two rows deep to left field the Royals take a 1-0 lead in the top of the first inning and for Salvi his 10th home run of the season
2: well you see that right there Salvador Perez came in batting 386 against him with four home runs, make it five. Now a pitch he doesn't miss, another breaking ball. He had seen a few in the out-bat, so this one he was prepared for. It caught a little bit more of the plate. But Salvi exchanging words with the dugout as he rounded the base is interesting to see what might have happened there.
4: Jeremy Guthrie, Jake Eisenberg, as heard here on 610 Sports Radio. That was about as good as it got today, Salvi's first hitting blast. giving the Royals the early lead, And then the White Sox would score five unanswered. The Royals wouldn't score again. Final score, Chicago five. Boys in blue, one. And Guthrie's right. Yeah, Salvi owns Lucas Giolito. Not just that home run in the first, but he singled to right field off of him in the fourth and doubled to left off of him in the sixth. And now in his career... Salvi's 16 for 37 against Lucas Giolito. That's a batting average of 432. Nine of those 16 hits have gone for extra bases. Five homers, four doubles. Salvi on an absolute tear here in the month of May, batting 323 this month with an OPS near 1100. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. Yeah, after Salvi hit that home run, he kind of looked back to the White Sox dugout and you know made a little hand signal like, yeah, keep talking, keep chirping. Uh, Matt Cotrero just mentioned him and Elvis Andrus always have a friendly back and forth. You know, their manager, Pedro Grafal, along with Mike Tosar and Eddie Rodriguez inside that coaching staff, they all have a great relationship with Salvi. Hanser Alberto inside of that dugout has a great relationship. So, yeah, I think it's all pretty friendly between the two sides. All right, let's go back to the phone calls or let's go to the phone calls and talk with Raj out in the Ozarks. Raj, thanks very much for the phone call. I, I don't know if you heard. Um, you were the first one to bring this to my attention, so I want to uh, thank you and acknowledge that, yeah, there is a new uh, twist in the CBA where if you sign a major league free agent contract, you have a no-trade clause until June 15th. So you were right about that. I, I did look into it and found out, so I appreciate the heads up. Buddy, how are you on this Saturday?
3: I'm really good. The Ozarks are beautiful today, just so you know. Um my morning wasn't good though because we broke my one of my favorite players, Manny Machado's hand, they yeah. found out this morning. So he's out ten days on the deal. Um I appreciate that, Vern. I try to keep up with baseball. They uh Padres and a lot yeah. of chatter about Salvi right now. They their catchers are horrible. Compagnato, I think that's how you pronounce his name, is out till the All Star break with thumb surgery, and their uh, Nola backups. Yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. And their their back their catchers are hitting 151 and 173, so they're kind of catching the heat now. Those catchers, and I'm telling you, uh, uh, the b- best built yacht in the world, like the Padres, isn't any good unless you got a drain plug in it. And there does a lot of chatter about what Salvi would do, not only for the catcher position but for their pitchers. Yeah, I guess, uh, and it's it's good chatter. Um, but I tell you what, I I got a new appreciation for JJ's job because I got to looking at their prospects. Well, okay, that's great. They need Salvi. They got all the money in the world. Good God, they've got Lockheed Martin and uh, Honeywell Aerospace as their sponsors. I got to hand it to Jay Southland Toe, too, buddy. You're going you're going head to head with some big corporations so good job Jay Sapolinto and I tell you what I don't when you look at the prospects and they're rated tier 1 tier 2 tier 1s you know pretty sure thing they've got none zero don't have one their tier 2 pitching prospects had Tommy John surgery already so JJ I tell you what I've got I've got four sports pictures on my wall now and I I about every couple of years, I change them. Three are Patrick Mahomes doing incredible things. And one is a beautiful picture of Bobby Witt Jr.'s first hit, and that's not coming down. So, J.J., I wish you the best of luck after June 15th because uh, the pieces we have to trade and you look at the other team's prospects, it's going to be a tough one, and he's got to get it right. So, J.J., I'm crossing my fingers. I threw a handful of hickory nuts over my shoulder for good luck for you. And I wish you the best of luck June 15th. Yeah, so yeah, it's not going to be easy.
4: Yeah, I appreciate you, Rog. Yeah, certainly not going to be easy. It's a very thank... Well, I don't want to say it's a thankless job. Because if you win, you're going to... Well, you could still get fired. I mean, that's what happened to Dayton Moore. I was going to say you reached deity status. And, and Dayton was there for a hot minute. Um. But it's, it's a, what have you done for me lately? Now, you can trade guys before June 15th. You know, if, if, if they're not free agent signings since the new CBA, they don't have that. So like a Aroldis Chapman and Jordan Lyles, they have a no trade clause until June 15th. But if you signed a deal before this CBA, if you're a homegrown product, no, you don't have that no trade clause. Furthermore, they could trade Aroldis before June 15th, he would just have to agree to it. And he knows he's being traded, I don't think he'll be against it so long as he likes the destination. But yeah, I wish J.J. Piccolo luck as well, I thought he did a nice job last year at the deadline, Uh, moves with Atlanta, the move with Seattle, the move with the Yankees, i I'm liking the return in the Santana trade, the Benettendi trade, the draft pick trade with the Braves. Now, JJ, I thought, did a nice job. He got a pitcher for uh, Adalberto Mondesi, a pitcher that recorded three outs today. Adalberto Mondesi hasn't made three outs this year for the Boston Red Sox. So, yeah, I'm with you. I wish him luck. I think so far, so good. I really do. Um. At at the helm, the the job he's done at general manager with the assets he's been given, you know the the allotted resources he's been given. Fourteen and thirty three is not a reflection, in my opinion, of the job that JJ has done. But he's got to keep it up. It's easy to say I want to be like the Rays. Tougher to do it. I'm not saying that that's what he's saying, but that's John Sherman's alluded to that. His boss has alluded to that. Easy to say we want to win in the margins and be more transactional. And shoot, it's easy to be transactional. It's it's, it's difficult to thrive in those transactions on a consistent basis, especially the way that Tampa has. But yeah, the Aroldis Chapman trade, got to win that. If you move Amir Garrett, got to win that. If you trade Salvador Perez, you must win that, or I don't know if this fan base will ever forgive you. Raj, thanks for the phone call. Salvi, three hits today, his third three-hit game of the season, and in his last 21 games, the big fellas hitting 3.58. Royals lose 5-1. to one. Let's go to the text line, the Jays Southland Toe Service text line. Thanks for shouting them out. Hayden in Lanexa writes in, Vern, tough to win when the team goes 0 for with runners in scoring position. Yeah, it tends to be. Royals 0 for 8 today. Vern, nice to see Salby coming out of his little slump. Yeah, he was 0 for 10 going into the day. Hayden writes, Vern, should Vinny get a day off tomorrow, maybe clear the mind before the homestand? I'm excited to see the Bull tomorrow. Enjoy your Saturday evening. Signed Hayden in Lanexa. Vinny, three for 30 on the trip thus far. Uh, should he get a day off tomorrow against Lance Lynn? No. No, I want him back in there. I, I won't be angry if he gets a day off. I'll understand it. He's a human being, but just had a day off. Going to have another day off coming up on Thursday. So, no, no, I'd, I'd I'd put him back in there. A lot of fastballs from Lance Lynn. He could get right against him. And yeah, to, to see the bull as we used to call him, I I don't call him the bull anymore. Hayden, you can. I don't because he's not a starting pitcher. That that that's that's what I would, that's what I was excited about with Carlos Hernandez. Is he was just a bull out there that you stand in the batter's box and it seems like he's right on top of you. Coming at you with 100-mile-per-hour fastball, n- nasty breaking ball, had a changeup, right, a 4-5 pitch mix, under 25. Man, I was excited about Carlos Hernandez a few seasons ago. But in the bullpen, yeah, sure, he can be an asset. But, man, what does this team need? This team needs starters, needed Carlos Hernandez, need Daniel Lynch, need Chris Bubic. Jackson Kowar, Austin Cox, Jonathan Heasley, uh, Alec Marsh, a lot of names that have either disappointed or not lived up to expectation. 913-586-7610 is our phone number. We'll get back to the text line momentarily, but first let's head up to St. Joe. Talk with Ron. You're on 610 Sports Radio after the Royals fall 5-1. to one. Go ahead, Ron.
3: Uh, I'll Just a couple comments and I'll listen off here. Number one, we talk about Dayton Moore so much. we got to remember, he had two winning seasons in 17 years. I'm pretty sure that's correct. And number two, it seems like management, all they really care about is the stadium, the new stadium, where the stadium's going to be. And I, I, they, they've hidden. I don't think they make comments about the team all that much. I may be wrong, but um, we'll just listen off the air. Thanks for taking my call.
4: Appreciate it. Thank you, Ron. Uh, Yeah, I I think you're, you know, 15, 16, 17 years, uh, 16 or 17 for Dayton Moore. Yeah. Um, They had a winning record in 13, 14, and 15 and finished 516. So three winning seasons, four 500 or better seasons in those 16 seasons. Yeah, I don't don't think people have forgotten about that. He was fired last year. Guy helped, uh, you know, guy was the architect of best summer of my life. Fired. But thanks for the reminder. And then as far as ownership, you say they're only concerned about the stadium. Uh, No, Actually, you said that about the front office. I don't think, well, I know. The front office doesn't give a good blankety blank. Uh, they, They don't care about the stadium. That's ownership. And, yeah, if I'm owner, if I'm John Sherman, if I'm any member of that ownership group, I care more about the stadium than I do the 2023 Royals. I'm going to make a lot more money off of this stadium than I am this ball club that is 19 games below 500. And you just look at what they did this offseason. This this wasn't a team that believed they were on the cusp of a postseason run they're hopeful you would and remain hopeful that they can compete but of course they're get real you think you're breaking news with that of course they care more about this stadium in downtown Kansas City that's going to stand for decades rather than this baseball team that is going to be forgotten in months royals lose 5 to 1 uh, and, and, and no, they, you know, John Sherman ownership doesn't talk very much about the team. The front office talks about the team whenever you ask them. JJ's on every Sunday, goes on with Cody and Gold whenever they ask, will talk to me whenever I reach out. No, JJ and this front office are, are, are very uh, approachable, accessible Uh, And ownership only gets asked about the stadium because that's what we in the media ask about. No one asks about the team because you guys care more about the stadium than you care about this team. You do. I always think Carrington Harrison from The Drive has his finger on the pulse of this city almost as well as anybody uh, in media. He spent the entire show on Friday talking about the stadium. I don't remember the last time he talked about the team. So it's not just ownership that cares more about the stadium than the team. You guys reflected, you take your cues from him as well. And I understand that. I understand. Um that being a lot more hot button than 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 a team fifth 19 games below 500. And again, man, I I I hate to tell you this. Um but 2018, 2019, Ned Yost's final seasons—the years when we, you know, paid the bar tab basically for the championship parade in 15. The Royals' record right now, 14 and 33, is the exact same mark they had in 2018, 2019, and last year they were 16 and 31 at this point. So two games better. But here's what really got me bumming. Here's what really depressed me right before this show started. The Royals are 19 below 500. One more loss, and you can do the math, they're 20 below. Royals didn't reach 20 below 500 until June 7th last year. It took until June 6th in 2018 didn't reach 20 below 500 until June 1st in 2019, meaning a loss tomorrow and in the past six seasons, you know, four of the worst, you know, right now we're, we're pacing towards this being you know, four of the worst seasons in franchise history. This might be worse. This could be worse than 18, 19, and last year. Are you freaking kidding me? Royals right now on pace to go 48 and 114. Boy, oh boy. They lose 5-1. to one. They drop the series to the White Sox. We get back to your phone calls, your text messages after this.
1: Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the audience.
0: Auto- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. See app. Chiefs fans, this is Trent McDuffie, and you're listening to 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Vern's
1: Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio.
4: 5-1, the final score. Royals drop game two in Chicago, drop the series to the White Sox, and one more tomorrow before returning home after this nine-game road trip, a road trip that has seen the Royals take two of the first eight meaning only once without the aid of Brady Singer have these young bats been able to lift the Royals to victory. I've been talking about it since this road trip started in Milwaukee. That was my big question was, how often can these young bats put the team on their back and lead them to a W without Brady Singer? A nine-game road trip. We knew Brady was only going to pitch once So outside of that one start, how often could the young bats step up in a big way? And the answer is once. Just once in San Diego. And boy, oh boy, that was anything but the normal baseball game. Bobby and Vinny and MJ and Mike Hell Garcia, Nick Prado, they, they did what I needed them to do, but it was... Still so very odd, the whole Aroldis-Chapman performance, the ball bouncing off that back wall, Uh, Padres insisted that in this game of hot potato, please, Royals, take this win. And thankfully, the Royals did take it because of those young bats, so credit where credit is due, they've done it once, hopefully they can do it tomorrow in the finale, and salvage one on the south side of chicago nick prado today again the lone young royal with multiple hits he went two for three with a walk and since being recalled the 24 year old prado has played in 20 games is hitting 348 with an ops of 972 mj melendez today he went one for four He's hitting 290 here in the month of May. And the month of May kind of aligns with the moment this organization said, MJ, how about you take a break from catching? How about you just focus on what makes you special, and that is your bat, the prodigious power that you possess with that bat. Since he hung up the tools of ignorance... He's taken off again, hitting 290. Uh, at the end of April, the last time he was a catcher, MJ Melendez had an OPS of 582. Since he's solely focused on the outfield, since the calendar flipped to May, his OPS in May, 816, hitting the ball to all fields. Dave Holtzman of Bally Sports Kansas City points out that in the month of April, MJ. All 16 of his hits were either to center or right field. Didn't have one opposite field hit in all of April. But in May, he already has seven. 18 hits, seven of them to the opposite field. No surprise, he's hitting 290 this month with an OPS of 816. All right, let's go to the Jays Southland Toe Service text line, 913-586-7610. Rally Mantis shouting out Jeremy Guthrie for catch of the year inside the radio booth. Well, Rally Mantis, if you were paying attention, you would know that Jake Eisenberg was the one that caught that ball off the carom. And I was just mentioning this to my wife the other night. Man, as the games go on and I listen more and more, man, Jake Eisenberg does a terrific job. Great calls. And the addition of Jeremy Guthrie and Mike Sweeney having that player perspective, it's taking it to another level. I, I hang on their words, having that player perspective alongside with the golden tones of Steve Stewart and Jake Eisenberg. Man, I'm loving the broadcast this year. Loving it. Uh, Rally Mantis, thanks for listening, buddy. Back to the J. Southland Toe Service text line. Terry in Green Bay writes in, Vern, we're bad. I really thought after winning two of three from the Padres we would go into Chicago and play well, but no. No, no, you haven't. Um, Now, you got carved up last night by Michael Kopech. I don't know many teams, if any, that are putting up crooked numbers against that dude last night. He was On something. And then today, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor execution offensively. Uh, uh, Poor base running decision by Prado there in the second inning. Yeah, hard hard to argue, Terry. Jordan Lyles, uh, this game's not about him, but, but for the season, he's the only starting pitcher. He's the only qualified starting pitcher in Major League Baseball with an ERA north of seven which is a long-winded way of saying he has the highest ERA in Major League Baseball. Lyles has given up at least four runs in six straight starts. He's given up four earned runs in eight of his ten outings this year, going six innings just four times. Now, he's still top 12, top 15 in Major League Baseball in innings pitched, so... I mean, I I guess you got to give them that. I don't know. Highest ERA in baseball. Tough to look past that. Uh, My game notes following this 5-1 loss, courtesy of Jay Southland Toe Service. How about Josh Stalman hitting 99.5 miles per hour in that at-bat in the eighth inning against Yohan Moncada? That eighth inning, that 12-pitch eighth inning from Josh Stomont, about as good as he's looked all season. One more from the text line. This is from our buddy, Stefan. He writes in, Vern, trust me, I've been desperately searching for reasons to stay plugged into this team. In addition to the reasons you mentioned earlier, Brady and the young bats, I'm also tuning in for Zach Greinke and Salvador Perez. While these dudes, yes, represent the past, they at least deserve our continued attention and ultimate respect. What else can we really do? It's a sad state of affairs. Signed, Stefan. Mm. Well, I agree that they certainly deserve your respect. I believe that Salvi deserves your attention. Well, Granky does as well. They're both putting in a, a lot of work. Uh, I, I just Zach Greinke doesn't care if anybody pays attention. Salvi <laughs> right, Salvi drinks it in. He enjoys it. He doesn't need it either. Uh, but I don't even know if Zach Greinke acknowledges the fans in the crowd. I know he does the kids. He, he's he's great with the kids. Uh, but the rest of us, I don't know if he's really has time for any of us. Uh, well, we'll see what this team can do tomorrow in the finale. Uh, Lance Lynn looked like classic Lance Lynn last time. He took the hill. He takes the mound tomorrow, trying to finish off a sweep of our Kansas City Royals. It's Lance Lynn opposite Carlos Hernandez. Hernandez making his second start of the season as the Royals try and piecemeal it together once again as they have three starters on the team. Singer, Greinke, and Lyles. Grinky never gives you six innings. I'm not going to say sad state of affairs, but man, do we need Carlos Hernandez to give us a good two innings tomorrow. Luke Bell, great job back at the studio. I appreciate your help. Thanks to you for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow at 12 noon. Take You've care. have been listening to Vern's post game show.
1: Diving is MJ Melendez. Did
4: he make that catch?
1: He did. Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And
4: a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball.
3: Seventh strikeout for Daniel Lynch.
1: On your home of the Royals,
3: 610
1: Sports
0: Radio.